Hey everybody, it's Jason. Welcome or welcome back to the Mosaic Church Podcast. At the end of this podcast, please take a moment to connect with us on social media. It's a great place to learn more and to see what's happening at Mosaic. Most importantly, hope the following message encourages and inspires you to take a new step on your faith journey. Enjoy. Our topic is, as you've heard, going to be on the Seventh Commandment. If you're just joining us or joining back in after a little bit of a stay, we've been working through all Ten Commandments, uh, verse by verse, one by one. We found out early on that most of us don't even know most of the Ten Commandments. We know the Big Mac ingredients, but we don't know the Ten Commandments. And so we're just starting to work through what are these things that it seems like two generations ago was plastered everywhere, everybody knew them, we lived by them, we talked about them, but now culturally, we don't even know what they are. So we've been digging into our summer series, The Ten Commands. We're on number seven, and as our worship leader, Tom, has so eloquently put, it's a super easy topic to talk about. We're talking about adultery today. And so before I get into this, uh, I just want to give a warning or uh, just the parents to know here. Um, I'm aware we've got children in here. This is a PG-13 topic. Um, I'm going to use discretion when I talk about things. Um, I will make sure that there are words that are not uh, necessarily ones you've got to try to explain on your way home. But I also want to share with you this. Your children know more than you think. Your children are exposed to this every single day. This is a topic that they are talking about in different facets. But I also want to be sensitive to that and understand that and understand there might be extreme littles in here. So I'm going to pray, and I'm not offended if you say this is best if we just step out right now um, or have them. They could color in the back, whatever. I'm not offended by that. If you walk out any other time, I'm super offended. I'm cool today. Uh, But please, I want to give space for you parents for you to make that choice um, to be able to say this is not the right time for this. Again, it will be, uh, I will do it with great precision, but again, it's a topic that has to do with adultery. So let me just open our time with prayer and give that opportunity. God, I I thank you for your grace and mercy on us, Lord, as we've talked about in these songs of how a group of broken, lost people are forgiven because of the greatness of what you've done for us, Jesus, on the cross. And we'll never grow tired of that. And today, Lord, we're gonna get into a topic, Lord, quite frankly, that many of us right now are so deeply guilty of. In spirit, I'm asking you to do a great work in all of our hearts today, Lord, is that you would convict us of this deep sin that we believe we're hiding, but's fully exposed to you, and convict us, show it to us, Lord. And even greater than that, Lord, we pray that there would be great repentance today for those, Lord, who are breaking this sixth commandment. We love you, and we pray this in your great name. Amen. So last week, we dug into the sixth commandment, which was you should not murder. And what we found out about murder is that murder is a great bigger conversation, a bigger topic than we would think of. It seems like this is an easy peasy for a majority of people. I get the idea I'm not supposed to take the life of another person. But what we found out through the teachings of Jesus, as he says, if you even have anger towards somebody or you curse somebody, or if you're driving and there's Illinois drivers coming home from the cabins on a weekend, I just had to do that, and they're in your lane and they're curving and that anger and that frustration wells up in you, you are already committing murder. And so we are all guilty of this because of we've all done that. 
Because Jesus says it's not just the action, it's actually the seed. It's what begins inside of your heart that starts to boil and that murder begins inside of our heart. And then we explored last week that the reason why we get to this place is because we do not see other people as image bearers where God had created humans and he had made us different from all of his creation. We are made in his image. We are precious. We are all valuable, even if I don't agree with you. Even if I have a tension on the topic we're talking about, even if you're a Republican, I'm a Democrat, I'm a Democrat, you're a Republican, voted for this guy, didn't vote for this guy. All those things that seems that Christians love to fight about now on social media. I am never called to hate anybody for anything. In fact, I'm supposed to love because you are valuable as an image bearer. Doesn't mean we have to agree about all things, and actually, we're not going to agree, but what I have to do is I have to find you as a valuable image bearer. If I don't at any time, the seed that starts to well up inside of me believes that I am greater than you, I am right, you are wrong, I start to get this thing inside of me that you are now an irritant, and guess what? I'm already murdering you, according to Jesus' passage. And so now what it seems like, oh, this is an easy passage. I get off this, no big deal. We move into this next passage, which is actually a twin of the case of murder. The twin of it. This next uh, verse, which will be Exodus 20, 14, five big words. The seventh commandment tells us this. You shall not commit Adultery, five words, don't do it, don't murder, don't commit adultery. So we begin our day here in a lot of ways saying, I'm good, uh, maybe you don't have that struggle, maybe you have or are currently doing it, and you're like, oh no, this is me, or perhaps you're just starting to process this of like, where is Jason going to go with this, because he just said that we're all probably guilty of what's going on right now. This adultery, these big, huge five words, is something that is causing a huge tension. I'm always talking about culture. I'm always going to relate our culture to what God's word says and how are we interjecting or intersecting with these two, excuse me. And there's a problem that's happening within the world of our sexual intimacy and our sexual lives is that the statement is now, live your best life. Life is short, so live your best life, which means my life is about creating the greatest adventure, the greatest pleasure, everything is about me. And that is called humanism, which means it's all about me, and you live your best life, I'll live best, my best life, except when your best life interjects and makes me not have my best life, now I'm gonna be very angry towards you and murder you with my thoughts. Because my best life is what I'm trying to achieve. So leave nothing on the table, you only live once, however you want to say it. The problem with this thinking is that it's your best life may not be my best life. And what you think is most valuable for you may actually completely blow my life apart. In fact, it might only blow my life apart. What you're doing and what you think is best for you may create waves and ripples of an explosion in so many lives causing so much pain. And so we are living only for the moment of what I think is best and I don't care about the fallout from it until the fallout hurts you 
and then you care. So it is a twisted way of thinking that we as a culture are starting to accept because this do what's best for me is killing people. And so I did some research into this. I started to dig in. I wanted to work hard and dig into this because something has happened within the course of marriages. The, there's two major jobs that I do in my uh, profession that I would say, like, what do you do during the week? Um, I, all I do is preach on Sunday and I play video games during the week. So this is all I do. Um, I'm totally, if, you're, if you're new to church, you're like, is that true? No, it's not. Um, um, the, the biggest time commitments I have uh, obviously, writing sermons and that sort of thing takes a lot of my time. More than that is counseling, pastoral counseling, marriage counseling, individual counseling, walking with people who are making choices, have gone through choices, have had choices done to them, which the fallout now, their lives are broken, people around them are broken, they are breaking people. And so basically, when people come to talk to me, I have now got the aftermath of the bomb that blew up in their life. And so I sit there with them in this broken place and I start to process for them, like, how did you get here? The root is always sin. Sin always is going to fail you. There's a seed of sin that begins. And so I wanted to get into this and say, okay, I want to learn more about relationships and and marriage relationships. Both uh, Pastor Nick and myself are certified in a uh, training called Prepare and Rich, which we do with our premaritals. We do it with our checkups, and we do it with what we call crisis uh, relationships. And Prepare and Rich is just a fantastic tool we use, which assesses your relationship with your spouse. And so it kind of gives us all the kind of the ups and downs and the highs and lows and get, lets us say, hey, here's where you can grow, get stronger, and here's some areas that are in a lot of trouble. And so we use this uh, quite often. And what we've found is that the majority of the problems that are there is because the spouse is hiding something. There's a hiddenness to it. There's a darkness to it. My spouse didn't know about this. And so the brokenness comes from hiding. So I started to do some research. And I'm like, what is going on in the world of relationships? I mean, I know we're completely uh, free, sexually free in everything that we do, and we just flippantly go through that. But what is happening in the terms of relationships? Now, I'm naive to this, I guess. I had no idea. I was naive. And I found that there is a website and an app that help, not only helps you, gets you connected with other people who want to have affairs. There is a site, check out this page right here, Ashley Madison. This website, Ashley Madison, um, has the statement on their homepage, this is their homepage, life is short, have an affair. I want to say this to you again because I just want to process this for a little bit because I had to stop. Um, again, if you're very familiar with this site, uh, this is news to me when I was researching things, and that's a good thing, right? Uh, this is news to me. And life is short. Have an affair. And I just had to process that for a minute. So I'm going to live my best life. My spouse does not satisfy me. My spouse doesn't give me what I want. I need to live my best life, and I'm going to go and have an affair. Life is short, why waste time? And it goes on. And then, so as you start working through this website, it starts to talk about how monogamy can be stale and boring and unfulfilling and staying with a person is just, man, that is so boring. Uh, This next picture from their website, they want you to know that you are not alone. Look at, there's just so, she's just so happy. 
For all of you who are struggling in your marriages right now or your relationships, look at how happy they are. Because they found each other on a site that if you want an affair, you find other people who want affairs and you secretly do this behind everybody's back. And so this one starts to tell you that you're not alone. There's so many people in the world who are bored with their marriage. They want to have an exciting relationship on the side and you can do it discreetly through Ashley Madison. And no one's going to know what you are doing. You're bored. Let us excite you again. But it goes on to this. This next picture tells something also very clear to you. Let's just get the facts straight. All those church people are going to tell you that this is a really bad thing. Infidelity is emotional. Adultery is physical. You can emotionally get connected to somebody. And so while you're here, this is kind of a gray area. This isn't a black or white. This is a gray area because your spouse isn't giving you what you need all you have to do is find somebody to fill what you need. I've been married a long time. I don't know if one human's going to fill what I need. My wife doesn't fill it. Whoever's the next person, there's no filling, right? If you guys are old enough and been around life enough, you understand that there's always going to be a gap because we're humans. But if you believe and believe the lie that all you need is a little bit more, you deserve more, all you need is this person to love you because you are deserving. And what I found absolutely fascinating, not one time anywhere on their website does it talk about how your spouse would feel about it. Not one time do they bring to your memory well, your, your husband might be really upset or your, or, your, or your wife might be irate, but we don't have to tell him. Let's just hide and you get your needs filled on the backside. A um, couple of things after reading through all this. Um, I, I, I just cannot even fathom this teaching that's become communal. And, and I'm very aware of this. I'm very sensitive. I'm teaching very strongly right now on this. I'm very aware that some of you have gone there and are using this. I'm aware of this, okay? This is not a story of telling you how dark you are. This is a story of it's time to repent and come back to Jesus Christ. That this is going to tell you something. I am sitting day after day of counseling and watching the explosion of people's lives. I, I work across the street with an amazing group of teenagers and listen to the fallout of their parents' divorce. I hear, I listen, I'm on the backside, and I'm begging you right now, do not hear guilt, shame, and wait. Instead, I want you to hear a message of freedom through Jesus Christ today. Because you are going to hear a message that Christ redeems everything and everybody. And forgiveness is given by Christ Already there, when you, it's already forgiven. If you're a Christian, it's already there, you're forgiven. However, your life choices are going to create an aftermath in which you continually birth sin into the world, causing more harm, more damage, and more brokenness. So hear this message today, friends. We have to stop sinning. It will always bite you in the end. So, back to the site. A couple of things I picked up on this. First of all, I have real feelings that are not being met by my spouse. I think all of us understand that. In counseling, I understand. I'm going to be very honest and, and transparent with you in my marriage and for my wife, both and I. I have feelings that are not always met by her. She has feelings that are not always met by her. Because I'm a boy 
and she is a girl, and we're different humans, and I'm weird to her, and she's weird to me. That's being married. We're just totally different. You know, like, she wants something, and I'm like, uh, that's dumb. Like, what do you mean that's dumb? You guys have had this conversation, right? <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, why, why is this a big issue? Well, it is a big issue, and what we do in all this work is help people understand that you are two different individuals, and your different individual status of who you are, you have to learn to submit yourself to a life of sacrifice, learning, growing, and committing. Marriage, no matter how many years, is not easy. When I see someone married 50 years, I'm like, they had a lot of issues over 50 years. <laughs> and they made it. When I see someone who's getting married, and like, all we need is love, I'm like, oh, you are so dumb. And everybody in between, right? And so it is, for those who've been married for a long time, you know what I'm saying. It is hard. It is sacrifice. And that's what the scripture calls us to, is that we are to love and sacrifice the way Jesus has loved. And it is hard, 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 but it's good. Everything that's good takes something. It is not good to click a couple of swipe lefts to pick someone to have an affair with online. That's not good at all. So all of this that I'm finding is that I'm finding that we are starting to believe as a culture that my sexual exploitations are justified because I have needs that are not met. And I'm going to tell you this, friends. I'm going to speak the obvious, and maybe you haven't thought of this. Your needs are never going to be met. The only thing in the world which matters is your relationship with Jesus Christ because Jesus is eternal. And so what I do now lasts forever. And when I get to heaven, Jesus says, I'm not even married. So my job is for us to walk together and to pursue Christ together to be more like Christ. Because when I stand next to Jesus, she's not next to me like, see, I told you that he was doing wrong stuff. Like, she's not even there. It's me and him. And is he gonna, what's he going to say to me? Like, bro, are you seriously going on websites when I gave you a spouse? Are you seriously telling me that you thought it was a good idea, Jason, that I gave you these gifts and these talents and abilities? Do you think it's a good idea when I blessed you with beautiful children and I've given you these gifts and you just spit on them? Do you think it's right, Jason, when your needs weren't being met, when I actually, you need to come to me for your needs being met, Jason? You went and found another woman and thought she's going to fill it. She didn't fill it, did she? I'd be like, no, Lord, she didn't. Well, you burned up your gifts then. You get nothing. Because we store up our treasures in heaven. Do you understand how serious that our life matters here on earth? And for whatever reason, Christians have now taken sexuality to a whole new level of we don't care. Listen to this. There's an article written by Taryn Hillen that talks about Christians using this website. Christians using this website. Check this out. On this website, 2014, they did a poll. So this is before, grossly before COVID. This is before COVID. This is before anything was really there, right? Uh, even It got even worse is what I mean. This is absolutely shocking. 60,000 people responded to a poll. 60,000. One in four described them as born-again evangelical Christians. 
25% of the users of, who responded to this poll were you. 25%. We are evangelical Christians. If you didn't know, that's what we call ourselves. Okay? We're evangelical Christians. Bible-believing, Bible church, Bible-preaching, evangelical Christians, 25%. 22.75% identified as Catholic. 22.7% identified as Protestant. That means in 2014, 70.45% of the respondents reported being a Christian in some form. 7 out of 10 said they followed Jesus Christ. That was almost 10 years ago. COVID, as we all know, mental health dropped, relationship drops, divorces on the rise after COVID. And so now we can only imagine how much higher that was now post-COVID. How many people are more doing this? Just turning because we're not seeing people as image bearers anymore. If I saw this, a woman as an image bearer or a young, a woman saw a man as an image bearer, it changes the way that we think and it changes our heart to say, you're not an object for my pleasure. You are a daughter or a son of the utmost king of the universe. And man, you are beautiful, but you are not mine. You are made by the king, for the king, for a purpose. So no matter what needs are going into my life, you have a greater calling. And my job is to show and to love and care for you as an image bearer. Clearly, there's a problem with Christians. Clearly, there's a problem inside of the church if we're not talking about this. Clearly, if there is 70.45% of Christians think it's okay to have an affair in some form, there's a problem. And I'm going to tell you what the problem is because I've been around this biz for a while. I'm going to tell you exactly what the problem is is that because the church has never been able to be honest and real. We walk in with our fake smiles and our fake this and our ha, 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 great week, slap, slap, high five, go home. And for reality is that we don't want anybody in the church to know how jacked up your life is. So we pretend and we smile and then you leave. And as you leave, you say, okay, well, I can't do really bad things but I'm going to do things in secret where nobody knows. And so the church has notoriously hid. We hide and we do terrible things in ways that nobody knows about. So in, in the world, like just blatant stuff, like, oh, yeah, I'm an affair, who cares, right? Like they're, they're more blatant. We're like, oh, no, I love my wife. Click, 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 click. It's hidden. And what's even worse about this hiding is that the hiding now is perpetuated because we get this message, I should live my best life, I'm not fulfilled, and I can hide by that thing in my pocket called a phone. And now on my phone, I have ability to go anywhere I want, tick, 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 go where I want, talk to who I want, have relation with who I want, and now I have secret apps to hide everything, I have ways of deleting things so that my spouse never finds out, and we have now become okay with that. We've started to say, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Because we have stopped believing the words of Jesus Christ, and we, as a, not just us, everybody Christians, we have started to believe a lie, and we've started to move away from the truth of the gospel. Church loves to hide. You know who also likes to hide? Sin. If this was, like, you're okay with it, then why don't you walk in? How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Had an affair this week. All right, John, high five. Like, we don't do that in the church. 
We, are, we don't say anything like that because we hide and because sin hides. And Jesus says, I am the light and light exposes everything in the darkness. And so like Gollum from Lord of the Rings, we shrink down into our weird little caves and rub and say, my process, to our phones and to our secret sins. And we just hope that nobody finds out about it. Please, please, pastor, never say a message about the sins that I've got in my life. Welcome to Mosaic this Sunday. Because friends, this isn't about me trying to get you to do something. My job is to teach you to transform you into the likeness of Jesus Christ. I can't make you change your life, and I can't make you change the way you think, but what I can do is teach you the beautiful word of God, because the word of God is truth, and his truth says, you shall not have an affair. I deal with the aftermath. I have to see I watch the tears. I've run out of tissues in my office. It's a great donation. We need more Kleenex. I am there when there's tension and there's brokenness. I am there, and it's an honor to walk with people through pain. It's part of my DNA and how God made me, but it, it makes me sad. I would like to hear, Jason, we're doing so good. We're learning and growing as a marriage. Can you maybe teach us some more skills how to get better but unfortunately, because sin hides, what happens is the people don't come until the bomb has gone off. And once the bomb has gone off, I'm being 100% honest, I have yet to see a marriage saved. There could be some time, but I'm yet to see one salvaged. Because once the bomb goes off, there's so much pain and destruction, I just, all I can do is walk. So I want to be just doing a side for a second. I'm going to be talking about some things and obviously this website. I wrote this message and I'm like, okay, if I'm a guy or a gal right now and I didn't know about that website and like I do feel lonely, maybe I'm going to go check that out. Because I hear what you're saying, Jason, but my needs are great. So I just, I just want to say this. I want to state the obvious. I want to leave nothing to your imagination. You may never go to that place and feel that God's going to bless anything. You may never have an actual relationship you may never have an emotional affair. You may not have anybody outside the context of your marriage, regardless of how terrible it is. At any time, you may not say, no, I'm gonna go do something else on the side. That is not the way of God. That is not gonna be blessed. And don't think, oh, God brought this person in my life. No, he didn't, Satan did. Because God does not ever gonna bring that into your life. Now, I'm gonna be clear as well. I'm not saying you have to stay, if you're being abused, if there's, I'm not saying you have to be abused and be attacked. There are ways to work through those things. I'm talking about extra affairs today or extra relationships. There's never a place in the context of our beautiful God that he says, yeah, sure, thumbs up. Because as God is faithful to us, when we keep cheating on him, he calls us to be faithful. Because God doesn't break his covenant, but we sure like to. Because you said a bunch of vows, and when you do it, you broke your covenant. God is a covenantal God. There's no time to get into that. So we're going to move on. Second, I understand that there's a lot of people here who are going to be engaged in this. Either affairs, relationships, online images and videos. Um, we're going to talk about that today. And I'm going to say this to you. There's, there's a high percentage chance because 90% of males 
have seen, used, and engaged with online videos and pictures, 60% of females, online videos, online pictures. And I want to say this to you as we get into this next piece of this topic. Um, I understand. I'm not saying, I'm not here to say, let me throw fire on you. I get it. It's easy, it's quick, it's hidden, nobody knows about it. You can get your own things going, and we're going to talk about why this is so damaging. I understand your why, but I'm telling you, it will kill you. It will destroy you. It's not a big deal. It is a big deal. It's going to eat you from the inside out. It's going to make you believe lies. You're going to have total dissatisfaction in your partner. You're going to start to see other men and other females completely different in light, and those pictures and videos are image bearers. That's a daughter or son of the king of the universe. It's not for you to take. And so I'm begging you as we get into the second half to hear not the guilt and shame. That's not what I'm trying to do to you today, friends. I want to free you. Be freed from the addictions that you have because it is an addiction, and I'm willing to say you've tried to stop several times. That you have said, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. Maybe you got caught by your spouse. Maybe you, no one caught you. You're like, okay, I got to stop. I got to stop. And so you're trying to stop, but you can't. It's because it's an addiction. And because it's fueling multiple things at the same time, but it's fueling it negatively and it's ripping your life apart. It is a big deal, guys. It's a huge, huge, huge deal. Jesus talks about this. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 to 30, this is where this is all coming from. I'll have you guys turn there in your Bibles and your Bible apps. I really want, if you have Bibles or Bible apps, please mark this passage for the week um, because Jesus is going to take our message on murder. He's not going to bring it into adultery. Uh, when Jesus is saying something, we have to take note and listen. We have to pause and listen to what the master is saying. So we have this out there commandment, you should not murder you should not keep, commit adultery. Last week we heard, if you think about anger towards somebody's murder, now look at what Jesus says about lust and adultery. Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 to 30. You have heard it said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. I love this next part. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to, go, for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. Mark that verse. Because this verse and this verse alone says everything so insanely clear. It starts with the seed inside of you. So if you even look at a woman lustfully, not admiring, she's beautiful, he's handsome. That's not, you all know what I'm talking about. It's that, oh man, uh, uh, that stuff, right? And you see that person and your mind now goes to how that person is something that I want. It's an object of my desire, of need, of filling. I desire, it is a sinful response because that's not image bearing. And so instead, he says, you've heard it said in the 10 commandments to not have adultery. I'm telling you the fulfillment of this commandment is that you don't even look at people lustfully. Now, 
mark me if I'm wrong, you cannot use sexually explicit pictures and videos that are found in apps and online without lusting. There's, you're just, that's not even why you use them. You're not going like, oh, she's pretty. Oh, he's really nice looking. That's not why you're using it. You're using it to fulfill your desires, your needs. So therefore, when Jesus teaches us you can't do this, we have to pay attention because then he gets real serious. If something is causing you to sin, cut it out. Cut it out. Don't play with fire. Literally, when we are in this, and now this is what's so hard about this, this passage and about our sexual this relationship to it right now in our culture is that because of technology, we are holding a gas can and a flame all the time. We are constantly holding, this thing could explode, and you're like just waving the fire underneath it, like, oh, I'm good, there's a can there, right? I, I had this time when I, uh, I, don't listen to me, kids. I did something very stupid with gasoline. I said, oh, that's fine when I was younger. I'm like, there's no problem with gasoline. There's this big open air. It's going to burn out like a big burn pile. And I threw some gas on it. And I'm like, oh, we'll be fine. And I threw a fire in there and nothing happened. I'm like, oh, gas must be bad. All the guys are like, I know where this is going. <laughs> I got a little bit closer to it saying, hey, it's safe. And I threw one and boom. It threw me back. Flames went all the way up my body. It was the scariest, dumbest thing I've ever done. And that picture is ingrained in me of what sin is like. You think it's safe. Hey, I threw a match and nothing happened. I did that. Nobody found out. Step forward, boom. And now we're like, well, Pastor, what happened? I don't understand why everything is so bad. I don't get it. I, I was doing all the right things. I mean, where are you? I mean, come on, just be honest. Stop hiding. Technology now has gas in our hands. And so if something is causing you to sin, Jesus says, cut it out of your life. It is better for you to not have a phone than for you to continually sin. And when Jesus comes up to you and says, are you serious right now? It's better for you to not have a hand? I'm like, ooh, I like my hands. I like my eyes. And Jesus is using this not as a literal sense, but as getting us to think, what is causing you to sin? You've got to get it out of your life. Do not play with it. There is no playing with it. And so that brings us to sexually explicit things. I want you to know this, and I, I don't want you to be naive, that 12-year-olds, 12 years olds as the average age that kids are now engaging with the internet and explicit material, 12 if you have a 12-year-old, he or she may or may not, but most likely is already engaged it in some facet, some form. It comes through ads on the side of their games. There's things, they'll click on something, think it's this, all of a sudden, boom, there it is. And all of a sudden, now at the age of 12, they now have to engage, like, what do I do with this? And this is even more shocking. 15% of our 10-year-olds are now engaged. 15%. So which means at this young age, our youth are now saying, well, this is normal. This is normal. This isn't bad. Why would it be bad? It's on the internet. You clicked on Minecraft. You went here, you went here. All of a sudden, you're over here. That can't be bad. But we have to not stop being so naive. Like I said before, 91.5% of men 
of grown men are engaged in it, which means nine out of 10 of you right now are somehow or have been engaged with explicit material. 60% of females, 60.2, six out of 10 females in this room have somehow at some point been engaged with it, which means there's a whole lot of guilty right now on our church family. So what do we do? What do we do with this? Why do we get to this place? Why are we dissatisfied? Why are we trying to find something to fulfill it? Why are we so disappointed in our spouses, in our love life? Why do we think God doesn't care about us because we've never been married yet? Why do we believe all these lies to say, I get to fulfill what I want? And this is why. We are trying to substitute the awesomeness of who Jesus Christ is with something to fulfill our needs. But you will never, ever find that. When I, as I age now, when I was young, I used to think, oh man, old people are so dumb, they don't know what's going on. Now I'm old, I think, man, young people are so dumb, they don't know what's going on. <laughs> what I now see in my brothers and sisters who've come before me is of the faith now, the faith of years of fighting sin in all of its facets. I see my older brothers and sisters, not that they have conquered everything, but I see those who have fought wars to follow Jesus and I'm like, man, I wish more older people told me how hard being an adult would be. I wish more older people walked into my life and said, being sexually pure in this day and age is going to be one of the hardest things that you do. I wish someone told me and said to me, don't go to those websites. So now as the old man in the room, well, middle-aged man in the room, I'm going to tell you, friends, fam, let's cut it out. There's absolutely no excuse, no reason ever to be a part of this. So I wanna give you a few tools today. Um, this is a very near dear topic to Nick and I um, as we've walked with the struggle. The, I mean, it's been for years. I was a youth pastor for years walking with young men. Um, I had a great associate with me who walked, who was a, a female walking with our young sisters through this. What do you do? What do you do? If you are currently engaged in any sort of extramarital affair and you're married, I'm telling you right now, stop it. Stop doing it. If you're on that website or some app or Tinder or something, delete your account today. If you're using apps of any kind to have some sort of relationship, end it. If you are having, well, she's just my really good friend, end it. It is better for you to cut that off than to enter into hell. You get where I'm saying what Jesus said there. Stop. Okay, first of all, stop. Secondly, I want you to do something huge here. Admit it. Admit it to somebody you trust. Walk with somebody through the struggle. We call them accountability partners. Nick and I have been in accountability for years and years and years. Uh, before he became a pastor here, we were in accountability together. My mentor and I, uh, who currently lives in Detroit, accountability for years and years and years. For me, I have all the blocks on my phone, so my wife has the codes to my phone. My wife can look at my phone. She can look at any text message. I text a lot of females because I'm in girls volleyball, but I never text a, a young girl. I only text the coaches. I have accountability. I live above reproach. Anytime my wife says, who are you texting? Who are you talking to? I give her the phone like, you can look. I have nothing to hide. She has my emails. She has everything. So I have nothing to hide from my wife because sin hides, truth comes to the light. I've got nothing to hide. So if you need help, get in a relationship where you are real and honest with somebody that you can trust. 
that you could say, I need help, I'm broken. If it's me, if it's Nick, if it's any of our team leaders, if it's someone you trust in this room, get help now, please, I'm begging you, I don't want any more marriage-ending conversations. Please. And there's two ways, I'm gonna give you two resources for you right now that are utilized. First of all, there's a website called fightthenewdrug.com. Fightthenewdrug.com is actually a website that is a non-faith-specific, it is a non, uh, not non-Christian, it's not a Christian organization. What's so fascinating about it is that people outside of the Christian faith are now realizing that this explicit material is killing humans. So they're now saying, well, psychologically, it's actually damaging all of us. Duh, right? So this is a great website, a great resource, Fight the New Drug, that gives you healing, it gives you uh, tutorials, it talks about how to get help, they've got online chats. There's so much, a forum there of people who are trying to get out of this continual addiction. Excellent, especially if you want to walk with somebody who's not of faith. The other one, and I've been using this for 20 years, is triplexchurch.com, xxxchurch.com. I've utilized this with my youth for years. Triplexchurch.com uh, has, it, it's a, a beautiful website that actually you can get accountability software on your phones, on your computers, that anytime that you would go to certain places or use certain apps, a report goes to your partner who gets that, so you get a weekly report of websites visited, and then you know somebody's always watching. Get that part there that somebody's always watching? It's kind of funny when you know someone's watching what you're not willing to go do. Nobody's watching me. It's no big deal, right? Then your pastor gets a report of all your websites. I bet you all clean up real quick. But isn't the Lord God Almighty watching? Isn't our master who gave his life to save you from this addiction that we're in, who bled and died on the cross for us, isn't he watching? Isn't he saying my kingdom has come, my will be done. Hasn't he said that I've brought the kingdom of God to earth that you may find freedom and yet we're still hiding in our little corners thinking nobody knows, it's okay. Sin hides, truth exposes. So what I'm asking you friends today as you hear this message, as it is a heavy one, it is, it's a heavy one, I get this, but this is a heavy topic. Out of all of my pastoral friends, I said, what do you talk about most? It's this. With congregations, it's this. That this is actually pulling down the relationship you have with God because of the weight of your hiding and sinning. Friends, expose it. Bring the sin to the light. Get healing. Start the transformation so that you can be freed of what's happening because here's the truth I'm sharing with you. Brothers and sisters, if you believe divorce begins out of the blue and you had no idea, you don't understand how it works. If you think an affair begins out of the blue, it's not how it works. It's small microtransactions over the course of time which add up to a point in which there's an explosion and all lives are destroyed. So if you believe your little, ah, nobody knows, I'm just over here doing my thing. If you believe that lie, I'm telling you now, it will lead to an explosion down the course of your life. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but there will be a time in which you'll be back in my office saying, I wish I would have known. I'm telling you today because I love you with all of my heart and because I've been through this far too many times for far too long. I want to celebrate freedom because that's what Jesus offers. 
So friends, I want to pray right now and pray for us, for all of us right now, both here live and watching us online in our podcast. Find freedom today. The so clear, you shall not commit adultery. Once again, thank you so much for listening. If you live in Southeast Wisconsin, we'd love to connect with you at our weekend gathering. For service time, directions, and to learn more about our vision to ignite a movement of love that transforms our community and the world, visit us at mosaicwi.com.